0: The first compliance date for the FAA's pilot records database is just around the corner. Are you ready? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is a special edition of Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. Back in May, the FAA published its final rule establishing the Pilot Records Database, an electronic repository for information about pilots flying for commercial operations. That data must be submitted to the PRD by September 8th, the first milestone date under the rule. But many business aviation pilots and flight operations remain uncertain about their responsibilities under the program, and what information will be accessible to which parties. To help clear things up, we'll begin today with Rich Boll, Chair of the Airspace, ATC, and Flight Technologies Working Group of the NBAA Access Committee. Rich, what do business aviation pilots and operators who fall under the PRD requirements need to be doing right now?
1: There are two things to understand before the September 8th deadline. First of all is a requirement for the operator to register their responsible person. The responsible person is the one who the FAA is going to be going to for additional access and authority to to enter records and review records in the pilot database for that operator. If you are a part 135 operator, you need to register a responsible person by that September 8th date. If you are a corporate operator operating two or more aircraft that are requiring a type rating under uh, 6131, or you are operating a turbine powered rotorcraft or two or more rotorcraft, then you must also register a responsible person. The responsible person, if you hold an LOA or OPSPECS under 135 or MSPECS under Part 91K, uh, the responsible person is probably going to be the same person that's listed on that LOA. So they would get onto the pilot record database. Registering is basically a two-step process. The first process is to register and get confirmation through a system called MyAccess. This is a gateway, if you would, into the FAA's internal internet. There is a means for FA employees and DOD employees to get in there through their normal credentials, but there is a way where outside individuals can get in by verifying certain information. And having been through that process, they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. They'll ask you to verify certain pieces of information to confirm that you are who you say you are. Once they have been granted internal access into the FAA's computer system through my access, you will then do a second qualification as a responsible person or a pilot by gaining access to the pilot record database itself. And the logon process will go through two, two separate processes to do that. If you are registering as a responsible operator, your information will probably already be in the FAA's system. The important thing is to select the operator from the operator name that's already probably in there from an Opspec, MSpec, or an LOA. There may be more than one. They, you may have expired ones in there ones that have been changed over the years. So make sure you select the most current one. You can refer to your OPSPEC, your MSPEC or your LOA for the most current one. And then you'll register, you'll get a confirmation email back. For the responsible operator or or responsible person for that operator, for pilots, there's no requirement to register with the pilot record database unless you are going to get hired or you're seeking employment with a air carrier that's required to obtain records on you prior to hiring. And that requirement doesn't begin until June of next year. I think there are some requirements starting in December. However, we're encouraging all pilots to go ahead and log on and obtain access to the pilot record database. The process is uh, the same, If you are currently employed, you would want to put your current employer again using the operator name. Do not, and I can't overemphasize this, do not use an employer's email address to register. Use a personal email address. And the reason is you shift employers, you may lose access to your employer email address in the future. However, uh, your personal address will stay with you and you can make changes to that down the road. This is something the FAA is recommending. It's not mine, but it's actually in all the FAA's guidance. The important thing for pilots about registering on the PRD is it allows you to look at the information that's already in there. The FAA has already pre-populated much of the information that the FAA holds. The pilot certificates that you hold, the medical certificate that you hold. History of practical tests that you've taken, failures, incident and accident, history there as well. So you want to take some time and simply review the information in there. There is a process if the information is in error. You want to dispute the information. There is a process that the FAA has, and it's described in advisory circular 120-68J on what pilots can do and the steps they need to do to correct any information that, that the FAA holes that owns, that they have populated in the pilot record database.
0: We'll have more about the pilot records database, including a new NBAA resource to help pilots and operators navigate this process in just a moment after this word from the association.
2: NBAA flight plan listeners, get ready. Business aviation's biggest event is back and in person. Register today at nbaa.org slash 2021. We'll see you there.
0: We're back with Rich Boll and our discussion about requirements for business aviation pilots and operators to register with the FAA's Pilot Records Database by September 8th. Also joining me now is Brian Kester, CAM and NBAA's Director of Flight Operations and Regulations. Brian, the focus of our conversation so far has been on requirements for commercial Part 125 and Part 135 operators, but it's also important to note the PRD applies to certain Part 91 operations as well if they operate two or more turbine aircraft requiring a type rating,
2: right? Yeah, Rob, I'll just add that requirement only applies if they operate in furtherance of a business. So if it's a private individual who owns and operates two turbine-powered aircraft, aircraft that require a type rating or a turbine-powered helicopters, for personal reasons, this wouldn't apply to them.
0: Thanks for clarifying that, Brian, as I know that's one of several questions NBAA has received from members about the PRD. Others have centered around privacy concerns, so let's tackle some of those questions now as well. Brian, given the scope of information required, should pilots work with their company's Human Resources Department when submitting this information to the PRD?
2: The... Regulation actually requires folks to have a process in place to protect the information of the pilot. Uh, This is all really sensitive information, so it'll probably depend on the organization and what their process is. They're able to designate different folks within their organization to be in charge of pilot record database information. And if uh, someone from HR is the right person to be in charge of that, they can be included, but they need to be aware of and, and follow the procedures outlined for maintaining the privacy of the records for the pilots at that organization.
0: And Rich, along similar lines, once the information is in the database, who will be able to access it? And who will have the ability to add information to a pilot's record, such as reporting the results of a drug test?
1: So we need to understand kind of how this process works a bit. The responsible person for an operator is just like with an OPSPEC, MSPEC, or LOA. They are the person who the FAA is going to go to to ensure compliance with the rule or compliance with the OPSPEC. If there's any questions about who's accessing the data, who has the authority to access the PRD, it is the responsible person. They are the ones really on the hook as far as the compliance with the CFR is concerned. The responsible person then, through the PRD, can designate and approve others for access to the pilot record database. So the responsible person can designate individuals who can enter data into the PRD. For example, if you have a pilot within the flight department who maintains the pilot records for training as pilots cycle through their recurrent initial training and uh, there's a requirement, you populate the database, that person can enter the data in the database. They wouldn't necessarily have authority to view the data that's entered in the database. Then you have a classification of a reviewer, someone who can actually get into the pilot record database and review something that's in there. Now, it's not, hey, I'm gonna go do a Google search of the pilot record database. An individual pilot has to grant access to any entity to view, except for the FAA, to view records that are in the pilot record database. So if you're going to hire a pilot and you want to use the pilot record database to review the pilot records for that individual pilot, that pilot has to grant access. They can grant access rights for a certain period of time. When that time expires, they can regrant that access and they can revoke it at any time. So a person, say a 135 operator who has an individual who's responsible for reviewing candidates for coming on for potential new hire candidates, you can designate that person as a reviewer. That person can review the information and uh, they are obligated to not disclose that information under the CFR or use that information for any purposes other than determining the person's candidacy for the hiring role. There can be access granted to enter the data from the HR side. Anybody, it doesn't have to be a pilot to enter the data. There is, for the Part 91 operator requirement to enter pilot information on pilot performance if it results in a permanent or temporary suspension of pilot duties. That's a contemporaneous reporting requirement within 30 days. Training records themselves under Part 91, those do not have to be entered until and unless the operator receives a request from a reviewing entity. So in other words, a pilot of yours is decided to pursue another career, they've gone to an airline, that airline then can send a PRD request back to you. If you don't have the records already in the pilot record database, which you're under no obligation to do, However, upon receipt of that request, you have 14 days to populate the pilot record database with the records going back five years.
0: Brian, this issue kicked into high gear last year when the FAA issued a notice of proposed rulemaking regarding the PRD. How did NBAA and its members respond
2: to that NPRM? Last year, you know, at the height of the pandemic, the FAA released the NPRM announcing the proposed rule for the new pilot records database. And this is something they've been working on for 10 years. With everything else going on, they they announced this rule and the original an- announcement included a lot of things that were going to be incredibly burdensome for all operators and particularly we thought might be overly burdensome for part 91 operators who don't even get the safety benefits that come from uh, the pilot records database. As I mentioned before, the The database is designed for commercial operators hiring new pilots, not for uh, private operators hiring new pilots. So they were going to be asked to contribute all the same information as the certificate holders, but not get any of the benefit. And so we saw that as a problem. And we also saw that they were going to require a lot of information related to FAR 6157, so recency and currency requirements, which... As we started looking into it, it could have meant contributing to the database as frequently as after shooting every single approach or any time you flew at night logging night hours for night currency or or night landings, which would have required accessing the database with an incredible level of frequency. Uh, Fortunately, NBAA and all of its members and a large part of the GA community got together and let the FAA know how they felt about this proposed rule. We put out a call to action for our grassroots advocacy effort, asking members to let the FAA know how they felt and how it would impact their operation. And we had 600 responses through that call to action. So, a tremendous effort from the NBA membership. It's great to see the regulatory process work the way it's designed. And when uh, the members spoke up, the FAA listened and really walked back a lot of the reporting requirements. So instead of having to report what could have been as frequently as just about every single flight, now Part 91 operators only have to report when a pilot is terminated for reasons related to that individual's performance as a pilot or upon request. So if someone leaves of their own accord, and then they go to apply for a commercial air carrier, and that air carrier requests records, then the Part 91 operator would have to provide that information to the database.
0: And Brian, I understand NBAA recently published a new resource for members about PRD requirements. That's available at nbaa.org slash PRD guide.
2: All this is outlined in that resource guide. And I've, I've got to thank the members of MBA's regulatory issues advisory group who helped put that guide together, uh, tried to condense the 200 page NPRM, the final rule, the regulatory language from that and the lengthy advisory circular, all condensed into a quick and easy to digest guide. And so a special thanks to Marina O'Brien from Holland and Knight and and Squitzy Morrow from the law offices of Paul Lang for helping us put that together.
0: Rich, do you have any additional resources or tips to share?
1: I have heard that some of the FESDOs are starting to reach out to known corporate operators, Part 91 operators, that they know are going to be part of the or have a reporting requirement for the PRD. I know that our FESDO reached out to us last month and said, uh, what are your plans to comply with the September 8th deadline? So if you haven't been contacted by your local Pesda yet, you very well might be soon.
0: It's important to reiterate the September 8th compliance date is only the first major deadline under the pilot records database. On December 7th of this year, the PRD becomes the only method by which responsible parties at air carriers and other commercial flight operations may request pilot records from the FAA. And as of June 2022, those parties must also use the PRD to make entries on a pilot's record. To learn more about these requirements and NBAA's new resource for its members, visit nbaa.org/prdguide. Pilots can also find the link there to the FAA's My Access web-based application to enter their records information. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.